You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. The show you're about to listen to is part of the Hopped Up Network's growing family of craft beer podcasts in the U.S. and Canada. I think it's great. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts. I love it. I love you guys. You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. You're listening to the Pints and Provisions podcast with Evan, Mark, Ryan, and Dan. You're listening to the Pints and Provision Podcast with Evan, Mark, and Dan. Oh, I forgot to... I can't remember. Come on, get my voice back already, please. Come on. I sounded I sounded like Gary Dan and Gary on our podcast that night. Well, yeah, I feel like every time we're... No, I just, I've been like, like two solid. I just can't get it. Every time I get better, Dax gets sick, and then I get what he gets. Oh, yeah, welcome to Young Kid Parenthood. Yep. Yep. We're back. Pints and Provisions podcast. But we're going to do a little fireside chat tonight. Dan and I are Skyping. He's in Lombard. I'm in Peoria. And uh, it's working tonight. Flawlessly. First time. First time. So sure. I'm, yeah. Yep. So, um, I didn't crack anything too exciting, at least right now. I'm just going to do an all day IPA because you know what? Any day, all day, all day IPA. Wow. I could smell the hops as soon as I pop that. That's beautiful. Such a, such a great beer. Such a good go-to beer. It's awesome. And you were, I'm doing, um, I'm doing in the spirit of Austin, we're heading there for Thanksgiving week. We leave on yes. Monday. Yes. I'm doing a, uh, I'm going spirits tonight. I'm doing a deep Eddie's grapefruit. Love it. Uh, with some sparkling water. So it's a, you know, Austin based distillery. They do flavored vodkas and it's phenomenal. So that's what I'm enjoying tonight. It's delicious. So yeah, the topic of tonight is Thanksgiving and how to survive Thanksgiving, especially if you're a craft beer drinker, but you know, um, I guess craft cocktails are one way to go. Yep. So yep. Austin, when are you headed down? We leave uh, Monday at like four o'clock. So It'll be a busy flight, I'm sure. It's the busiest travel week of the year, so I'll have my 18-month-old on my lap, and uh, I'm sure it'll be mm-hmm. flawless. Yeah, it'll we're, go very smoothly. Yeah, we're traveling too. Uh, we're gonna go south too. We're going to Florida. Lovely. Um, it's stout season in Florida, so you know what that means. Um, you know, cycle Jay Wakefield. No, no, I won't have any access to that stuff. We're going to a little bit of a wasteland, but. Um, I bet I'm going to, I'm going to pack a bunch of good stuff. I I plan to pack a good mead because I think that might actually go over well with Thanksgiving, go over well with the family. So I'm going to try that, but sounds like uh, South for Thanksgiving is what we're going to be doing. Yeah. Hopefully the weather is, is nicer than it has been in the South. Uh, I looked at the forecast for Austin next week and it's in the sixties and raining. Um, but it's better than here. It snowed today. So. Yeah, no kidding. Um, it's better than here. That's all that matters. Yep. Warmer um, than here. Florida looks like to be in the low 80s. Um, I think the kids are going to enjoy going swimming when uh, they just left a snow-covered Peoria. Um, so, yeah. First of many. Yeah. Um, we're going to do a little bit of a recording on Saturday night. Uh, Abbott and I... Or he's hosting his annual Thanksgiving share. So the night before we leave, we're going to pop some bottles, do some recording. So you'll hear that at another time down the road. 
I should probably tell you guys now so that you don't find out and get angry with me. I'll actually be in the Peoria area on Saturday. Don't tell uh, Ryan that. I'm not going <laughs> to. Um, we're there for family. We're not going to see my parents over Thanksgiving, so we're going to go down there and visit them and spend some time with the fam. So I will have to avoid. Uh, my heart will be with you, but my body and my palate will not. Yeah. Well, seeing family over the holidays is always an important Gotta thing. Got to do it. Especially Thanksgiving, and if you're anything like me, which I suspect you are, my spirit animal, Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. Absolutely. It doesn't have all the hype, the pressure of any other holiday of the year, and it's centered around food and drink. Yep. You know me, that's my jam. Yeah, so cooking is probably not going to be a lot of what we do down in Florida. Um, It doesn't sound like... uh, we're going to do our own turkeys, things like that, but I will give it to my family. They want to put together a fun, you know, Southern hall, Southern, you know, based holiday down there. But, uh, with, with my mom getting over knee surgery and everything, she just wants to make it simple. And so it's just going to be about family, uh, low stress on the cooking. Love it. How about you? When you go down to Austin, Uh, what happens? My sister is a phenomenal cook and I'm going to help her because I've enjoyed that. I, I made sure to ask her, you know, I didn't want to like force my way in and say, Hey, I'm going to help you cook. And I was just like, Hey, you know, cause she's like my mom. My mom is like a, she's a phenomenal cook, phenomenal homemaker. She loves Thanksgiving, loves Christmas because she, that's her, her love language is, as they say, is, is the uh, acts of service. And as you can tell by Mark and I, um, and the way that we like to enjoy the provision side of things, um, we learned a lot from my mom and my sister got that from her as well. So I told her I wanted to help. So I'm in charge of Brussels sprouts and yes. cheesy bacon tots, um, <laughs> for an appetizer. So, well, that's just appetizer. Uh, that, that, the, the tots are the for tots the appetizer, are. the sprouts and sprouts and bacon and, or pork belly is going to be with the, uh, with the main course. Uh, but we'll spend time Monday through Friday, but Thursday, my sister goes all out. She invites some friends from the Austin area. Uh, it'll be our families and their, you know, Luke and Rachel, then Steph and I and our, and their families. And, uh, it'll be great. We love it. So we're yeah. looking forward to it. Um, quickly, a lot of drinking, a lot yeah. of day drinking. Too. <laughs> uh, quickly beer of the week. What did, uh, what did you have recently that kind of blew your mind? Uh, boy, that's a good question. Um, boy, I should have known this, you know, it's like we talk about this all the time. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with one that we had and that, that neighbor man, Phil brought over for us. It was the, um, planters IPA. Oh yeah. Noon whistle did. Uh, it was a peanut IPA and I was a little skeptical of it as I was going into it because I don't, it just sounded weird to me, you know, like you know, peanuts with IPA typically more reserved for like the fruity IPAs in my opinion, but it had like this like nice nutty salt finish to it that I really thought was pretty smooth and pretty good. And I think you had some that night. Yep. Um, I, I just thought it was really smooth, really quality. Noon whistles pumping out some really good beers right now. And, um, you know, it was, it was in collaboration with planters. So they pulled a big planters truck up there. They did a big release and neighbor man, Phil picked up a couple for us. And, uh, had one of those er, at the end of last week and it was, it's phenomenal drinking really well. Yep. Yep. Um, last Thursday, uh, our local unclaimed freight joint had a pre holiday bourbon raffle. Usually they do their big pappy 
Van Winkle and kind of big bourbon raffle, but this year they must have got such an allotment that they did kind of a pre. So I was there with Ryan. Mark couldn't make it, but afterwards went over to Ryan's, cracked up a couple bottles, and we did our, I should say, did my variant that I actually got at Dark Lord Day, that lounge against the macro machine. Stupid, yep. stupid kind of long, crazy name, but it was tequila barrels. Um, it had guajillo peppers, cocoa nibs, cacao nibs. It had Mekong cinnamon and tangerine peel. It kind of phenomenal. It, it kind of sounds like a mess, but it was actually pretty good. It was super sweet, which after even the pours that we were having um, were semi-small. And I got a little tired of how sweet it was. It was very interesting, very interesting. So kind of a kind of a dessert beer. It sounds like dessert beer, but it wasn't a mess of adjuncts. Like it actually balanced yeah. out pretty well between all those adjuncts. But you know, good for them for continuing to try really weird stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. And that beer would be what seven, eight months old now. So you it had yeah. some time, and it has like so. an eight hundred and some bottle count on the actual variant. Okay. So it was actually fairly low. Um, in comparison to some of the other variants. So it was kind of, I think when I first got it, I said, oh, great, I got the stupid one with the tequila barrels and all this other garbage. But it actually turned out to be one of those weirder ones that, well, that, that went didn't over you, well. Didn't you, get the, didn't you get the one that was uh, you know was assumed to be weird last year too and it ended up yeah. being like the most sought after one? Well, the Scotch Barrel one. Scotch Barrel, yeah. And, yeah, and I, I think the name it, of that one. Um, Dia Oscuro? Maybe yeah, something right. like that, it, but right. it was like specifically Ardbeg barrels, and apparently it is kind of a smoky, peaty mess. But I mean, the bottle count was like less than two hundred, so that's yeah. why people really wanted it. I have still to pop that. We'll find a time. Yeah, I, I think we need to let that peat really like settle down. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you for, don't want too too much peat. Peat's good and in in, uh, in scotch, but you don't want it to you don't want it to overwhelm you. No, no. Um, so Thanksgiving tends to be kind of a very interesting people. I think people generally with the food, if you go with like a traditional Turkey dinner, it does have fairly, I think, boring palates as some people would say, if you go with like just straight traditional mashed potatoes, gravy, stuffing, Turkey, um, yep. a lot of people do a lot better with that. Like it sounds like you guys are, but yep. what, what are the kind of stuff that you like to have? I guess food-wise, because we are a provisions podcast. So, what things have your has your family done that's just been kind of mind-blowing in terms of food? Yeah, so I, I would say I, you know that the boring sounds like a bad word, um, but I think that's probably an okay word. Um, and it's um, you know, there's two two dishes that my mom makes. She does the she does the turkey, obviously, which is phenomenal. We always get a monster one because the you know, my, my family, my brothers, sisters, mom and dad, and all of the kids now, I think is 26 total. Yeah. So when everyone gets together, um, it's, you have to have a, a pretty decent sized bird. Um, uh, but the two dishes that I really enjoy are, um, the stuffing that my mom makes. I mean, she buys like the plainest white loaf of bread. Yes. Um, I mean, I don't even know how many loaves of bread, but my mom and dad just sit there and tear it apart piece by piece. Um, when you see it get made, you're like, that doesn't, it looks terrible. It's tons of eggs and tons of <laughs> celery. I mean, it's just all kinds of stuff that you toss into a giant mixing bowl. Uh, but when it comes out, it is just like this phenomenal, uh, hearty dish that just, um, you know, sticks to the ribs. 
And then the other one is I'm not really like, we do a ton of sweet potatoes in our house. Um, I'm not one for like marshmallows and crumbles and things mm-hmm. like that on top. Uh, but we do a, um, we do like a candied yams where there it's like brown sugar, butter, uh, maybe a little bit of cinnamon, but not too much of like a, um, not too much of a sweet mess, not too much of one that's going to like put you on the ground. It's not like dessert, like some of these other ones are, uh, but those are like my two must have dishes. And then Brussels sprouts over the last couple of years have, uh, entered the equation. And that's like, uh, you know, Brussels sprouts with, I cook it with the bacon in it, in, in a cast oh, iron yeah. skillet. Oh, yeah. So you put like, basically I just lay the bacon on top. Um, and then as, as I go, I crumble it up and stir it in. And then there's a couple, you know, there's butter in there included. So you get all kinds of fats and salt and it's just turns out to be a, an amazing treat. Yeah. Brussels sprouts, one of those vegetables, at least as a kid and that in addition to, I'll tell you asparagus as a kid, I would have rather um, probably not gone out with my friends for a week if I had to eat that stuff. But now as an adult, give me Brussels sprouts, give me asparagus any day of the year, and I'm happy. Well, I think part of it, too, is like I was the same way with both of those vegetables. But I think a lot of it is like when you have those things, you know, we do when we do chili and stuff like that, we use canned goods and corn and beans yeah. and things like that. But like when you get like canned Brussels sprouts or canned asparagus, it's just it's just awful. Oh, it's terrible. It's just a terrible taste. So you get turned off to it and you think that like it, it just ruins you to the food. But then when you have it fresh and when you have it made the right way, it's just, it's complete. It's a completely different food and it's, and it's like a staple now. I mean, we have, a, we have it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, like both just, of those all the time. Yeah. Just like when, uh, before we did our last chair at your house, you had cooked up some, uh, great Brussels sprouts yep. and that's always going to put a smile on my face. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You gave me a great compliment that night. You're like, this chicken is restaurant quality and these Brussels sprouts are top notch. I was like, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I just, I want to thank my mom. Uh, thanks, mom. <laughs> thanks mommy. Yeah. So those are, those are the, the, the couple things that we do as it, as it relates to drinking, I, you know, I'm one that like, you know, beer in itself, when you do, when you drink a lot of beer and when you day drink beer, um, it turns out to be another meal in itself and oftentimes exceed like exceeds the calorie count, oh, even yeah. like a monster Thanksgiving meal would. So I found myself, you know, we've gone to Austin now. This is our second year in a row. But then when we hang out with, you know, with Mark and Becky and with other members of our family, we find ourselves drinking more wine and more spirits. Yeah. Um, and I think part of that's just because it's just less filling, you know, yeah, um, definitely. You're definitely getting more um, more punch with the alcohol content, and you got to be a little more careful and more. Um, you got to you know you have to pace yourself a little bit better. But when you're drinking, you know I, I just haven't found myself like drinking a ton of stouts and a ton of like heavy IPAs during Thanksgiving Day because you find yourself missing out on the reason for getting together. And obviously it's family, but it's centered around the kitchen table. And when yeah. you're when you're completely stuffed on beer and when you're completely stuffed on you know, you've ruined your palate because of the amount of different types of beer you've had. It's just like, yeah, I wish I hadn't done that now. Right. So like we, we find ourselves doing, you know, my brother-in-law and I will do bourbon and we'll do some gin and tonic and things like that. Um, but really it's, it's more just open a couple good bottles of wine and, and drink them throughout the day. No, I totally agree. When, when you're a beer drinker and beer is obviously going to fill you up quicker than any bourbon, any cocktail, any wine, but if you can't even make it through, the appetizer section 
which my family's always really heavy on the appetizers prior to the actual meal yep. and getting together. And you're so full, you can't even sit down and enjoy turkey, cranberry sauce, you know, all that stuff. Then it kind of ruins the day. So I think it's yep. good to start off with a little wine, you know, a cocktail or bourbon if you're in for that. And uh, that's why I'm bringing a mead down to Florida because I think that my family would enjoy it. And it's not going to be quite as filling, although it's pretty sweet. But I think it'll really complement well with a lot of that salty, fatty charcuterie and all the appetizers that you tend to want to enjoy prior to. Well, and with the mead, your your uh, serving size is going to be a couple of ounces at most. At right? most. It's like a, it's like a, it's it's basically like a pour of like a, you know a, a finger or two of of bourbon. Yeah. Um, any more than that, and you're just like, all right. First of all, the alcohol content is extremely high. It's like it has the consistency. Some of the really good ones. I, I mean, I'm. Are you taking a Scrams? I'm bringing a Superstition Meadery okay. um, okay. Mary Marionberry. Okay. So so that'll be the that those you know those are some of the top meaderies that we just mentioned. You know, with um, Superstition and Scrams, where the consistency of some of that is like a is like a light syrup. Oh yeah. Um, and, and it's not meant to be, um, it's not meant to be consumed, um, heavily or, no. or on your own. It's meant to be shared with, with a lot of people. No. And to be honest, like that bottle probably wouldn't get opened up unless I was going to share it with about six or seven people anyway. So it's best yep. that I do it in this kind of situation. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to enjoying, and I'm sure you are too, uh, Thanksgiving in shorts and maybe even a short sleeve t-shirt. I hope so. But, you know, like I said, last year it was close to 80 in Austin this year. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, we're still a week away, a week from today is Thanksgiving, but, uh, you know, 60, 60 or 65 is still shorts and t-shirt weather for me. That's still sandals and, and everything. So. Yeah. So if you were to drink beer though, on Thanksgiving, I think you're dealing with a lot of really bold flavors, a lot of big flavors, a lot of salty flavors. So I think you got to kind of go bold and big and, um, on your beers. Yeah. If you do enjoy beer. Yeah. Well, I, so that's, that's why, you know, we'd be remiss not to mention that, you know, obviously every year, the day after Thanksgiving is when Bourbon County will do their release. So, I mean, we always try to find a way to, 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 to put one of those in the, in the, in our heads at some point. Um, but again, when you're, when you're, that's why it's so funny to me that like you guys are going to Florida and it's stout season and they're known for their stouts down there, but it's like, you know, even Thanksgiving, eighty degrees. Like, I'm not, I'm not drinking that. You know, too much. But you still got to find a way. Like you said, it's, it's, it's more of like to me, those beers are reserved for after I've eaten and, and had our desserts and things like that. I just don't like lead up to the dinner. No, with those beers very often. Yeah, um, I'm sure there'll be pool beers, which I love the idea of pool beers around yep. Thanksgiving. Um, so I'll check out your typical cigar city, some high lie, some Florida cracker. Um, I'll see what else they have on the shelf at the local Publix down there and the local bottle shop they have down there. Um, but beyond that, I think on Thanksgiving day, to be honest, as much as I love beer and as much as we all love beer, it's going to be a lot of wine and spirits, um, yep. for those, for those very reasons. I'll be doing, uh, one of the one, one of the places that I make sure, or one of the, the, the beers that I make sure we pick up every time we're down there is yellow rose. Oh yeah. Um, and, and it's just because it's such a smooth, crisp IPA. Um, that's really mostly, good. Mostly a mosaic. Yes. Yep, yeah. Yeah. And so, so you, you know, it's, it's not one that's going to like, you know, it's, it's, it's bitter. It's, it's a really good IPA. It's not one that's going to really put you on the floor and punch you in the face and, 
um, and ruin you for the day. So it's, it's, you know, it comes in a, Seven fifty ml, I think. So yeah. it's enough to have one on your own, but maybe not more than that too quickly. Um, but you know, it's when you're down in Austin, it's not. You know, it's unfortunately Jester King won't be open when we're down there. Um, they're only open Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So the three days of the week that we will not be there. Um, but you know, Texas isn't known for having their, um, you know, big bold stout porter type beers too often you know there's some but um you know and that's just because when it's 80 80 plus degrees eight to nine months out of the year it just isn't on people's mind and that's why you can find you know we found bourbon county last year still sitting on the shelves from 2016 oh wow because people just don't they just don't have a they don't have a taste for it no, and I mean when it's 110 degrees in the summer, they want to drink pilsners and lagers and yep. Yep. Uh, things that are light, and you can crush a bunch in the hot, hot sun. No one likes to crush a adjunct stout when it's 110 degrees, unless you're in Florida. Right. Yeah, and they and they have some amazing <laughs> stuff down there. Yeah, was, yeah, you know. So yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be, uh, you know, like getting there will be the hard part. Getting back will be a hard part. But, you know, once you're down there, uh, the setup that my my sister has is um, they have a pool. They have turf, like field turf in the backyard. They have they basically did away with all their grass. So it's field turf and perfect soccer goals. I mean, you, you, ba- you basically just sit out there and sit on their patio and drink and talk and hang out and smoke cigars and just, you know, yeah. take in Austin, Austin warmth. Yeah. And in Florida, what we'll do is uh, we'll open up the uh, all the, the window doors to the lanai, which is just like a gigantic enclosed, you know, um, yep. deck or, um, you know, uh, tiled, you know, outdoor area that's completely covered. And we'll be able to open those up probably to the outside, especially at nighttime. So um, I know my dad likes to drink a lot of uh, wine. He's a big scotch guy, so I think we'll go get some good scotch. And, you know, maybe once in a while a cigar will be good, but that's the kind of weather it's really built for, uh, yep. as long as we can get the kids to bed. Um, I think <laughs> I think I'd get along just fine with your dad. Yeah. It, I think it, I'd get along just fine with him. We um, will usually go down and do a, do a little beach, do a little pool, so there'll be a lot of that. But it'll, it'll just be pretty chill. I mean, knowing that that is a – awful 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 like week to fly in and out and we found that out the hard way with uh, the scheduling uh it'll be great when we're down there getting to getting to and getting from yeah. will kind of be a little bit of a pain especially with three kids but um my kids have done pretty well with travel although we'll still have to get up pretty early yeah they're, they're old enough now where you can put a screen in front of them and you know <laughs> over overuse their screen time for the oh. day hopefully maybe oh, yeah. Ellery's not but Oh no, she'll 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 do that now. Yeah, she'll she'll Perfect. do that now. So um, they'll be half asleep uh, probably by half of that flight. So at least we don't have to oh, fly. Through. You guys are leaving real early, right? Really early. Um, yeah. We don't fly through Chicago, thank God. Um, so yeah, thank God you don't come up this way. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, you know, I, I always tell people flying in and out of Peoria is great because the airport's got free parking and it's easy, especially when you got kids. Totally, man. I mean, we've looked into flying out of Peoria, out of, you know, like driving down to Peoria and flying out before. Yeah, oh, really? Because, you know, I mean, it's say, you know, we're, we'll park from 
Monday to Friday and we'll probably pay 20 bucks a day. That's crazy. So it costs 25, 30 bucks to get down there. So it's just the time of, you know, it's like, how do you value your time? And I value it more than driving. Oh yeah. 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 It is. Um, one of my family's, uh, at least my aunt, my aunt, my mom is always an amazing cook. My aunt always brings something out of left field, the curveball, the like new recipe. And she's the kind of cook that doesn't have to use a recipe, just sort of like flies by the seat of her pants with everything. But one thing that became a staple that was just on a whim was cream corn with oysters. Oh, you know, making cream corn, bake it, but then throw like canned oysters in it and then bake it. I mean, I fell in love with that as soon as I had it. It just had a little bit of a kind of a briny quality. And with the cream corn, with that sweetness, it always was really good. So uh, that's always been requested. I don't know if I can get that to happen in Florida because nobody else is going to want it. And if my aunt's not there to make it, you know, it's probably not going to be made. But you know what? You don't want to make it and then make it wrong and then ruin it for yourself either. So. I'll, let, I'll let my aunt do it because she just it's like from from the, the synapses of her brain, she just does it. Yeah. Steph did one a couple years ago where she tried to make it. She, she tried to do a healthy spin on stuffing. And, uh, you know, we, we make fun of her too, you know, openly and I'm, she probably, she probably won't listen. So I'll be okay. You know, if I die before the next one, she listens. <laughs> but she, you know, it was like with, you know, it, the, the idea of it sounded awesome. It was like cranberries and apples and, and a whole bunch of things that, you know, were thrown in, but like something was off about it. Like she just, there was a, 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 a step that was skipped. Yeah. And I think she forgot to like cook the cranberries. Mm-hmm. And when cranberries aren't cooked, they're crunchy and, you know, they're not. And so, like, people were just like, oh, this is so good. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> and then when it was all done, it was like, yeah, you can go ahead and retire that recipe. It's never coming back. <laughs> just, you know, be healthy on Thanksgiving, but you don't want to be, like, aggressively healthy. No. You got you to cook the right way. You know? No, you got to cook the French way, which is the top three ingredients are butter, butter, and butter. That's right. That's right. So if you're not doing it that way, then... You, at least you'll make everyone happy. I mean, I think one year my cousin, her husband had a bear meat sausage. Uh, that was kind of fun. Um, very, really gamey, but tasted just like regular sausage. Uh, I kind of freaked my wife out a little bit because uh, I think you've had the deer sausage that I, uh, I I've had. So I have some more of it this year. And I plan to take some down to Florida. And of course, she said, you're putting that in the luggage. And I was like, well, I'm putting it in your luggage, but I just wasn't going to tell you. Yeah. You're like, it's going to be, it's going to be like, you know, closed. I'm not going to like, just like store it on your clothes. You know, it's going to be <laughs> ziplocked and, you know. It's frozen it's and it'll make it. It's not, it'll make it. It'll be fine. Yeah. It's cured you got the meat. Yeti, it's fine. You got the Yeti cooler, right? So it's not like you're going to, it'll still be ice frozen on your drive. It's fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. Just don't break it open in the car. Right, right. Don't eat it on the way down. You gotta have you gotta have a good charcuterie or good sausage cheese. Um, yep. I know, I know. We'll do that. My mom is gonna she'll make pancakes every single morning for the kids, which is like her thing, and the kids love it. We get a little sick of pancakes after a while, but your kids smell like syrup all the time. So well, they usually you know. do anyway. They're kids. Yeah, the kids. Yeah, <laughs> they just smell like like sticky syrup. and sugary and syrupy. Syrup and, syrup and pee. <laughs> you're, really, I, you're really starting to to appreciate that now. 
Yeah, we're going. We, you know, we've got two under under the edge of two, so we're we're sort of in the thick of it. But you're you're coming on the tail end of that. Well, so, they still sometimes know. smell like pee. Yeah. <laughs> so we didn't. You know, we didn't. We didn't really get into like. You know, the the point of tonight's topic was how to survive. You know, how to survive. How to drink beer properly on Thanksgiving. I think just like to recap, it's like be careful. Yeah. Be slow. You know, make sure if if you're gonna do it. Make sure you really, really like the beer that you're having, but be sure to enjoy Thanksgiving for what it is. And that's a time to be with family and a time to enjoy food because beer can be consumed on Black Friday uh, before exactly. you go shopping. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and, you know, I let I let my wife and I let, you know, anybody go shopping as long as you let me go wait in line for Bourbon County. That's fine. Yep. So yep. That, that's my Black Friday sort of like shopping expose. Yep. I don't, I'm not going to have any time to do it this year because we'll be on a flight from, from Austin, I think at 9 45 AM on Friday morning. So um, I'll, have to, I'll have to rely on you guys. Well, I'm in your same boat. We're flying out on Friday. So, uh, we get, we get back around noon or one o'clock in Peoria. So I might just like mosey on over to Hy-Vee and if they got some left, I'll, I'll get some. If uh, not, I don't care. Reality. Reality of it is, you're probably going to be out on variants at that point, but there's going to be plenty of regular on the shelves for. I mean, it, I had no problem. I mean, I still have a case and a half left from last year. Yep. And that was that was three stops at nine o'clock in the morning on uh, on Friday. So yeah. I mean, it wasn't. I didn't wait in line. I didn't. There will be plenty. Be there, plenty. there's always plenty, and there's always friends willing to share, like Ryan. Yep. Like Ryan. So yeah, we'll got the, we have the big share on uh, Saturday night. Uh, for me, it's uh, small pours and lots of water because uh, I have to get to bed and get up early. But we've got a good lineup. We'll record for a little while. I think uh, the usually usual crew there uh, will be there, and we've we've got we've got some fun ones lined up. Be fun! Can't wait to see it. Can't wait wait to live vicariously through you once again. <laughs> well. Um, Always good to talk to you. Uh, let's have a good Thanksgiving. And remember, uh, Thanksgiving is always... Um, uh, you're not one of those people. Please tell me that you're not one of those people that puts up Christmas decorations like as soon as Halloween's over. No. We, we um, refuse to do that because we appreciate and love Thanksgiving for what it is. Yeah, I think Steph does want to put up the Christmas tree the weekend, like the, like after like not not this weekend but next weekend yeah well we do too um, it's like once i think we'll probably avoid ornaments for the time being or you'll have ornaments um, but not just two feet off the ground yeah i mean and, and dax is at the age now where he's climbing on everything and he's just <laughs> so i think we, we might ju- we might just do lights this year and maybe like the baby's first christmas and then his ornament from last year yep and hang him high enough that he can't get to him because it's like and it's all, all of them are plastic. We don't do any glass because he throws everything and he just destroys everything. So, yep. There you go. Kids ruin everything, but they make everything better too. Yep. All in the same. Yep. So we'll have a lot to talk about. You'll, you'll talk about what your scores in Florida. Uh, hopefully get some, get some good stuff in Austin and then we'll, uh, yep. we'll have some Christmas shares to talk about and we, we got a lot of stuff coming. So. All right. Cheers, my man. Good seeing you. All right, brother. We'll good. see ya. All right. Cheers.